start us off by saying, sadly, we lost Kyle. R.I.P. He's not joining. He's not joining us today. So we, we, we found a replacement. Yeah, we found a replacement, and it is my brother, Chris. Hi, Chris. Chris. Hey guys, pleasure to be here. Um, Chad's been telling me a lot about the show, and Dave has been absent. Yes, from these discussions, um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm honored to be here. Honestly, um, this is the uh, first first podcast I've ever done. Awesome! Like, this is the well, uh, third post- podcast we've ever done. So, yes, yeah, our third. And for those well, who are sh- listening, I just want to say welcome. To Northern Mics. This is a podcast where we bullshit, talk about certain topics that we like, and if you have a suggestion, you could email us. And what is it, David? It is Northern Mics Podcast at gmail.com. All right, you hear that? So if you have any suggestions or critiques that you guys want to give us, go ahead and email your message to that address. Can anybody do it? Anyone. Anybody. Even it's a three-year-old could do it. But yeah, this is my brother, Chris. I've known him for 30 years. That's a long time. Yeah. So like, do you want me to... Bro. How'd you guys meet? Do you want me to fill in? You want to tell the story, Chris? Um, yeah, we were living in Wasilla, Alaska at the time. And uh, my parents figured it would be best if chad were born back in dillingham so we literally flew to dillingham alaska just for chad to get born and then immediately get moved back to wasala at the time uh, our dad was between jobs and he stayed back in dillingham trying to uh, he had just gotten out of the radio station business and he was trying to find something else to do with his life and so it was just our mom and us kids living in housing in wasala and so I don't think dad spent a lot of time around Chad for the first eight months of Chad's life, but uh, I was there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm the only child that was born in Dillingham. Everyone else was born in Anchorage. That is false. Craig is the only child born in Anchorage because he broke his collarbone. He was, a big, he was a big piece of shit turd, and mom couldn't push him out of coochie. Poop, baby. But yeah, that's my brother. David, how was your week? So recently, I've I've been getting really big into learning how to day trade. Day drink? I'm, I'm sure it'll probably get to that point. But <laughs> no, uh, day trading. Uh, I don't know what the obsession is. Uh, I think it's just the thought of being able to work for a couple hours a day and make a living that way. But... Uh, I've heard it's very difficult and it's a very steep learning curve. What are you trading? Stocks. Cards? Pokemon. Pokemon cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, um, so I've, I've just been watching a shit ton of YouTube videos, downloading a bunch of software to start practicing day trading and just... Day trading stocks? Yeah, stocks in the stock market. Oh, you went to Tesla, Etsy, stuff like that? I mean, I, I do have stocks in Tesla right now. Uh, not Etsy, but I have a handful that I have in my portfolio. But trying to get into the day trading where, you know, a lot of risk for potentially a lot of reward. So that's, that's kind of a dream. What if all your stocks just collapse? <laughs> it's going to be disappointing. Well, it's it's different there's uh, ways that you can make money with the market going down from from what i've learned day trading means buying and selling a batch of securities within a day yeah those are stocks or there's you know commodities uh, crypto other things like that but i'm pr- primarily working on uh, stocks in the stock market so you're Chad, in a way he's playing hot potato basically you know i figured since it's the new year, might as well learn something that could benefit me and my family, potentially. That's my week. How about yours? My week was okay. Just okay. Just the regular thing. 
going to work, coming home, playing Destiny, and um, really trying to handle my drinking. Because <laughs> I noticed a long time ago, about like a couple months ago, that I, I just come home for my gl- glass of wine or drink a beer and then get buzzed and then go to sleep, buzz, and then wake up just shitty. And I've been doing that for a while and I'm getting tired of it. So this week, didn't have no drinks at all until my weekend came up. Didn't get plastered, didn't get shit-faced. Did you attend some AA meetings? I thought about it. I did. But Chad, can I can I tell you something? Uh um so you're not actually on a podcast right now. This has been a cleverly orchestrated intervention that David has put together over the last couple months. Chad, we really care about you. I love you so much. <laughs> It's okay, Chad. We're here for you. This is an intervention. I get it. Good job, David. Thanks. But no, this whole week, didn't have no alcohol, no heavy liquor. Good enough drinks over the weekend, but I just noticed during the week, I'm just, just, just getting bad, so... Really, really trying to get that under the, under control. And I know some people say it's hard, but I know how to get myself to understand that it's not good to drink during the week and have to go to work and then feel sluggish. But yeah, that's this whole week. It's been good. Waking up at a decent time, feeling great. I had uh, this Friday off, so played some video games. Destiny, that's what I've been getting into. I, uh... Played a little bit of PUBG. I suck at that now. And just last night, I bought High on Life, and I keep seeing it on TikTok. And I was sitting there drinking my um, mixed drink, laughing my fucking ass up, bro. High on Life is hilarious. Uh, I've heard some pretty good reviews. Uh, I've seen, like, the, the trailers and some gameplay. It's but... basically Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, by the creators, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's been my week, kind of noticing that I need to better myself on some things. Right on. And finally, Chris, how was your week? Well, after murdering your other co-host and securing <laughs> my spot today, um, it hasn't actually hasn't been too bad. Um, things are going pretty good. Uh, I don't know how much we talk, you guys talk about your personal lives on the podcast, but... Uh, Things are going really, really good for me. Um, I have a new girlfriend, and she's awesome. I've just been going to work every single day and spend most of my evenings talking to her about until like 3 o'clock in the morning, so I'm a little sleep-deprived. You got the high school love? I like this girl. I like this girl. I'll just put it that way. Um, She's awesome. I don't know how much you guys talk about relationships on here. Uh, Chad's talking about drinking. Dave is talking about trading stocks. Uh, we we, we in... don't mind talking about personal stuff, but not too personal. Be like, people could find you. I will find you. And I will give you a hug. No, no, things are, things are going great. Um, you know, Chad and I, uh, we've actually grown pretty close over the last couple months, um, you know, through a mutual love of video gaming, which is... Uh, Probably why he asked me on today, because it was, I didn't realize it until Chad told me that I had sparked his love of video gaming. So I'm also the cause for many of the pitfalls of his childhood, early adulthood, and current adulthood. I got him addicted to something that is hard to break away from. And no, not the alcohol. <laughs> video it, uh, sniffing, no, no sniffing glue. I mean, oh, let's just call it what it is. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we love we love sniffing glue, Chad. That explains a lot of things. That's not too personal, Chris. <laughs> oh, oh man, I really, I really fucked myself on that one. Hey, it's legal though. It's legal in all fifty states. First time I ever sniffed it, I just the chemicals really sparked my intelligence to be who I am now. And with that being said. Here's a word from today's sponsor, Crazy Glue. Just kidding. 
We don't have a sponsor. We should make one up. <laughs> we are today's sponsor. I thought about practicing ad reads. Like, pick, like for example, just pick crayons and just do an ad read about crayons. Man, do you know what I could really use to hang up this photo? Ah, if only I had something to hang up this photo. Well, good thing there's a thing called thumbtacks. Everybody needs them. Who makes them? Nobody knows. Nobody cares, but everybody uses them. Where the fuck do you... Yeah, where do they come from? I never seen I don't like, know. I've seen a lot of, like, videos of how things are made. Just not... Not that. Wow, that's, that's, that's crazy. I never watched a video of how thumbtacks are made. Maybe you should watch how things are made. What was that on the Discovery Channel? Yeah. Uh, I think they've made one where they made paper clips. I've seen the paper clips. So, I've so, seen vinyls. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure somewhere out there they, they have a video of how thumbtacks are made and who makes them. I'll, I'll YouTube it. Well, the only thing I know about thumbtacks is wrestlers throw themselves on top of them. <laughs> I, I think 3M makes them. It sounds about right. They make everything. Everything for hanging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is Thumbtack? Thumbtack Inc. <laughs> Thumbtack Company. Thumbtack's official website. What? They have a website? <laughs> yeah. You should subscribe to the newsletter. Thumbtack.com. Wow. Oh, it's not even actually Thumb... Wait. It's not the real fucking Thumbtacks. It's just called Thumbtacks.com. <laughs> yeah, Thumbtacks superior to pushpins. Okay, are you guys a pushpin guy or a thumbtack guy? Uh, I like thumbtacks. I like thumbtacks. I mean, they, they got that little stub you could hold on to. Pushpins for, like, posters. The only thing I don't like about thumbtacks is, like, when the little plastic part busts off and then you still try to use what's left of the plastic and it's all rounded off and everything and you're trying to, like, maybe if I back out the thumb portion, just, like, a quarter of an inch... It'll have enough tension on there to still hold the object. And mm -hmm. then it falls off anyways, and they have a busted plant or something. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah, nowadays, uh, I just use the, the 3M sticky hooks. Okay. Mm. I remember when I first started using those, uh, I didn't see the, you know, like the sticky side, and then there's the wall side. So I was putting all of the wall sides up against the, where you hang the, or hook it to the hook, and then you stick it to the wall. And I was wondering why none of the hangers were working because they kept falling off. And I realized that I was using the wrong side of the sticky thing. Jeez. She is flex tape. Flex seal. <laughs> or flex. <laughs> <laughs> Just smack it on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm renovating my, my house right now. And so I've like removed all of the thumbtacks from all of the walls. And so mm -hmm. now everything's just like leaning up against everything. <sighs> and I misplaced all the thumbtacks. So every once in a while, I'll just randomly just get impaled on the foot. Oh no. Yeah. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been like walking through a minefield. I can't remember the last time I ever stepped on a thumbtack. For me, it was, for me, it was this morning when I went to go get coffee. Chad, were you there back in high school? It was like probably our freshman no, year. David, I was not there. <laughs> no, it, it was, um, Remember, I'm your. I'm not real, David. During no, during social studies. I mean, figment imagination. Remember. <laughs> but I, I was just thinking of the time that uh, I sat on a thumbtack because someone put it on my seat. <laughs> yeah, I think I kind of remember that. You telling me. You don't remember that. You're not real. I was there with you. No. I was the one that put we it did, there. <laughs> in middle school, we did a thumbtack thing to a kid named Nikolai Hefferly and it went perfectly between his butt cheeks and so he didn't feel it poke him and he walked <laughs> around all day with a thumbtack right in his ass failed successfully that is hilarious yeah it was it was pretty funny you know I I'd be laying in bed trying to think way way back in the day what I did I there's some memories that I like to think about in high school are they all sexually related no. Why not? There was one time, though, I was dating this girl. It was early in the morning. And I was like, hey, you want to go have sex in the bathroom? She's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go. It was in the girls' bathroom, hey, too. Man, teachers were really horny back then. 
Man, I have this one teacher, Miss Graver. I swear she wants to have sex with me, man. I'll be sitting in the back room doing my doing my work, and she would come and check on me every now and then. She'd lean her tit on my shoulder all oh, the time. Which one? Left or right? Right. That's a, that's the friendship tit. She was just being oh. friendly. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really. I don't believe Remember, the left tit's always the bigger tit. If they give you the left tit, they're hitting on you. If they give you the right tit, it's the friendly tit. Think about it. Think about this. Like, whenever you go in for a half hug, Chad, whenever you give somebody a half hug, what side do you lean in with? My pelvis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What happened to David? I'm right here. Oh. Hi. No, I'm I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. (laughs) I lean in with my pelvis. That's why I barely get hugs nowadays. And why you're not allowed back at Chili's anymore. <laughs> Welcome to Chili's. You know, it's funny. Like, I, I remember when uh, you and I went to Dave and Buster's, but you misinterpreted as Dave and Busting and just started whipping your dick out and jerking off right in front of the air hockey table. Yeah. It was a fun day. I, I scarred a lot of kids. It's that, it's that sniff. It's, it's that glue that sniffed before we went. Well, that's why we took an Uber. We did it right, though. Dave and Buster's is basically like the adult version of Chuck E. Cheese. I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese. You've never Chad been? been in the, what? Chad and, I, Chad and I have been in the parking lot of a Chuck E. Cheese. Our parents, whenever we went into Anchorage, would leave us, all four of us, in the back seat of the rental car. And they mm-hmm. would go into stores and go shopping. So we, we, I, I, for years, Chad and I and all of our siblings, we, we'd never been in a Walmart or we'd never been into a Kmart, but we've seen a lot of parking lots. I have seen the parking lot of Chuck E. Cheese on five occasions before it went out of business. And I would see kids come out of there. They were all happy. And I would see them throughout the old pizza in the dumpster. And I'm just like, man, I want some of that dumpster pizza. And my, you know, the other, crappy, the other crappy thing is they wouldn't even leave the car running. And we would go there in the wintertime and we'd it'd be so cold. So you guys missed that on the, the creepy Chuck E. Cheese the automated no, I'm robot? Glad I didn't, I'm glad I did not eat at Chuck E. Cheese because they reused this pizza. Like if there's a half a pizza sitting on the table and the people aren't there, they take the other half and put it to another pizza. So I like that. eating someone else's pizza. Yeah, when you're a kid, you don't give a fuck. Nope. And the pizza tasted like cardboard. I mean, do you remember knee-high soda? No. Our mom and dad were were, were so cheap, they wouldn't even get Shasta. They would get us knee-high soda. It tastes like dog piss, but we still drank it. You still don't believe that I love grape soda? Nobody likes grape soda. I love grape soda. It's all right. That purple drink. Jesus juice. Grape soda's the best. That's fucking gross. I like Dr. Pepper. My favorite... You would like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. 23 23 flavors. I'm still trying to figure them out. Uh, they I heard put cocaine I, back in Coca-Cola. You know, I heard something about tomato being one of the flavors. Tomatoes? Tomatoes. What well, is a fruit? My favorite soda is Manzanita del Sol. What's that? It's a, a an, it's an apple soda sold in South Texas. It's very famous over there in Mexico. It is basically apple-flavored soda. So it's kind of, imagine like, like mild Coca-Cola with a lot of apple in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, like it's a fucking party in your mouth. Manzanita del Sol is amazing. I've, I've ordered a pallet of it because it's, you can't get it. Fuck off. I've ordered a pallet of it. It's sitting in Seattle right now. I had it shipped up from Texas and it will be on the first barge to Dillingham. Dang. That's cool. How much did I run you? I, one grand. You it's spent worth one it. grand on this soda? I spent part of my dividend getting a, a pallet of apple-flavored soda. The fuck? You don't understand. This shit is, a, is almost as addicting as glue. That's insane. I've been, hey, I've, I've been dreaming about this for four years. It's been four long years since I've had Manzanita del Sol. I well, will. You know, how long it had, mine. you know how long it's been since I had Monster Assault energy drink? Holy they shit, st- that's they- Wow. They don't even sell it in stores no more, but you could buy it and I get it shipped to you. Holy but shit. They're still making Monster Assault? Yeah. You buy it like on Amazon or something? Yeah. Yeah. Chad, there's your side hustle. David does day trading and you could be a black marketeer for rock, you know, Monster Assault. <laughs> or just like all of the, all the lost energy drinks. 
All right. On Amazon, you could buy cakes for $38.75. Wow, that's cheaper than Manzanita del Sol. Oh, they upgraded the look, too. Not bad. But yeah, I never had one for, wow, I want to say 10 years. It's probably been 15 for me. Yeah, I could say 15, 10 years. You you could ship that all to Dillingham and sell it for like $4. Oh yeah, vault. vault. Oh vault. I'm, I miss vault soda. That that was like the gamer's drink of choice back in the day. Mine was a uh, Joel in the big cans. All right, with, with the twist Joel, off. Yeah, those are so good. I they're, love those. They're made by Coca Cola. Well, vault and Yukon Jack was a staple when I was 21. Do you remember Buku? Oh yeah, the Buku energy drinks that with uh-huh. the teeny tiny cans. Yeah. <laughs> that were also the same price as the regular size cans. They stopped hey, selling in, these energy drinks. There's so much back in the day. Well back in the well back in the late nineties, the first energy drink that I remember coming out was called Whoop Ass and it literally smelled like oh Flintstone my vitamins. God. Yeah, big Flintstone, Yeah, basically it's it tastes like horse piss. And it was like, Wow, this is not gonna catch on. Boy, I was fucking wrong. <laughs> I remember that. Like Monster, the green one. They they had like a twenty-four or thirty something ounce can back in the day in Dillingham. It was a BFC. I was really big in a rock star for a long time. Used to used I'm to use it for like Jaeger bombs and everything, but then I I can't do it anymore. It's just way too sour. No, they changed the they changed the formula in the Rockstar, bro. The original. Really? Yeah, they did something. Yeah, they 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 changed it. It's so gross. Yeah, no. Okay, because I mean, it, wreck, it wrecked my stomach. Yeah, they they, they came out with uh, the OG flavor of Rockstar. And so now they're yeah. selling the original Rockstar before they switched over to this new Rockstar. It's just like, it, it seems like drink companies do that all the time. Like, new Coke, old Coke, Crystal Pepsi, regular Pepsi. Pepsi I mean, it reminds me of that South Park. It reminds me of that uh, South Park sketch. Do you remember the, the Double Dew, Chad? David? No. No, like ah oh, yeah, I drink double. I drink double Dew. It's got twice the sugar and twice the calories of regular Mountain Dew. And then he goes into starts drinking. Then he wants to lose weight, so he starts drinking Diet Double Dew. And they're like, oh, "Shut up, fat ass! This is regular Mountain Dew. No, it's Diet Double Dew." <laughs> uh, back in back in 2012, when I went to Hawaii, we we're going through a mall, and I went to Hot Topic, and I saw this Bob Marley Mellow Mood, it's uh tea. I drank it, and the taste is really nice, like really good. I was like, I did not know Bob Marley came out with a tea drink. It's so cool. I started drinking it, walking around. Ten minutes later, I just felt so sleepy, really sleepy. Like, I never slept for like two days. Like, what the heck? Hold on. I went back to Hot Topic, bought the drink, and I started looking at it, looking at it, and it says, warning, do not operate heavy machinery, do not drive a vehicle, this will cause tiredness, and stuff like that. Uh, are, you sure that was, uh, are you sure that was Bob Marley and not um, the Bill Cosby drink? <laughs> <laughs> no, that went through my mind when you're all messing up. He, wait, he didn't get in trouble in 2012, did he? Oh, man, he was dodging everything for years. So I didn't have any weed. I couldn't find any. So that's what I had. Like, I'll drink two of them and play Skate 3. I was so tired and high at the same time. And how old were you in 2012? 19. Nice. There's no age restriction on that tea, too. It was probably chock full of melatonin. Probably. I can see that. No, there's, there's, there's CBD stuff in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What a legacy to leave. Bob Marley, his legacy is being on a flag, being on a bunch of T-shirts in a place called Hot Topic, and having his face plastered on a tee that makes little kids fall asleep. I used to take melatonin to go to sleep, and now I have crazy dreams. Well, now you just drink, right? Yeah. Now I have worse dreams. <laughs> <laughs> like insane dreams. So, so what, was, what was the last dream that you could remember? The last dream that I could remember... I was about to give head to this one chick. Did she have a like penis? Her, her, her <laughs> vajayjay was straight up in my face, and I was about to go lick it, and then I woke up. You're having those uh, singles dreams? Yeah, I was having the single dreams. No happy ending? Nope. Oh. 
the last dream I had was uh, actually related to uh, a conversation I had a couple of days ago. It was just me masturbating, and all of a sudden, like, I wake up from the dream, and I look at the curtain in my bedroom, and it is plastered with cum. Just <laughs> plastered. And my dream was just me looking at the curtains, taking down the curtains, throwing them outside in the, into the garbage, and just shopping on Amazon for brand new curtains. <laughs> I thought it really happened because of how like realistic just, the process was. Like, there's come on the curtains. Guess I better throw these away. Man, I need new curtains. <laughs> Let's get it on Amazon. Bro, the first time I ever had a wet dream was like back in like <laughs> middle school. Like the beginning of middle school. It was insane. So I forget, I can't I can't remember her name, but I was having a wet dream and when I was looking at her, she looked like it's like like she was having a seizure, like frantically spazzing out and it scared the shit out of me. So I was very scared of sex for a long time. <laughs> Dang. My first wet my first wet dream was when I was eight and uh I woke up and I feel like I, I I've never pissed the bed. I've never wet the bed one time, so I was like shocked. You know, because, you know, how Craig was our, our, our the middle child, you know, our, our, our Chad and I's other brother. Craig was pissing the bed all the time at that point, embarrassingly amounts. He was just, he would never get out of bed. We'd have to, like, air dry his mattress outside and all the neighbors could see it. And it was a big embarrassing thing. So I was having a panic. I'm like, oh, my God, I just pissed the bed for the first time. But then, like, my underwear felt weird. And I'm looking down, like, it smelled like Clorox or chlorine or something. Like, what is this? And so, like, I threw my underwear away. I'm like, I was thinking, like, I was abducted by an alien or something. Or, so I because I, I was really into, like, paranormal stuff as well as, like, uh, extraterrestrial stuff back then, like, Unsolved Mysteries and this show called Sightings. I used to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and watch on cable. But, yeah, then we had sex ed the next year. And I, this had happened to me a couple more times between eight and nine where I would just randomly wake up and then like my fucking tidy wife would be plastered with this mysterious substance and then I would just throw my underwear away and then I would steal Craig's and mom and dad were like, Craig, this is fucking underwear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, in sex ed when I was nine, I finally learned about what a uh, wet dream was and that solved the mystery. Did, did, um, did they show you the videotape of the girl giving birth? Uh, I did not I did not see a videotape about a girl giving birth. They just brought in dolls. Was it Miss Wilson's class? We're doing some kind of sex ed thing, and we watched this girl with this massive bush just giving birth. It was disgusting, but a lot of us kids were laughing, and Miss Wilson's like, you kids need to be mature. This is a life that you're watching. It's a gift. I remember why you voted for Bush. <laughs> <laughs> it was called uh the miracle of life yeah it, that was the you video know, you know, david david i heard that uh chad told me that you refer to a female's vagina as a nappy dugout a nappy dugout? <laughs> what yeah never said anything about yeah, that that's what you're... yeah yeah you said you, Chad told me that one day you called him up you said like i'm about to get up all in that nappy dugout and chad's like you playing baseball <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm the catcher. Oh, what? <laughs> what? That was a Freudian slip. You're not the receiver, you're the catcher. <laughs> Isn't that? I mean, that, that's how I've always played baseball. <laughs> I was always the catcher. <laughs> oh, man, this is the... Uh, what a way to spend a Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's uh, great. Others are going to church, and we're talking about David playing catcher. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> Nappy Duggets. Oh, man. Uh, best day ever. Man, yeah. I thought about going on a holiday before we started, but I didn't. This is your holiday. Chad, what is that what you call isn't that what you call a Tuesday when you like just start waving at people? You call it holler day? Holler day. On Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into this. This is uh, where we start talking about our favorite video game series. Oh. What was that? That, that was uh, 
start to our video game series. Is the intervention done? Yeah. Okay. I just had yeah, to double check. It was, a, it was a good, like, 20, half an hour. Okay. All right, Chris, what is your favorite video game franchise? Well, when Chad told me what we were talking about today um, and why he was bringing me on, I thought long and hard. Um, I've been playing video games since the original days of Atari back in the 80s. Uh, that was the first video game console that my parents had. You know, So I grew up on playing Atari, the original Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, we never owned a Dreamcast. We had a Sega. So yeah, I pretty much played all the consoles, but it was actually a computer game back in the day. Uh, so there's a studio called Black Isle Studios, and they released a game called Fallout back in ninety, like late '97. So we're talking about late October. And um, I would go over to my friend's house, and he had a copy of it. We used to play, uh, you know, simple things like Sim City and Norns and other types of like computer games. Red Alert 2 was popular back in the day. But, you know, his dad had got a, co a copy of uh, Fallout. And uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. Now, you know, the original franchise was, like I said, was a small publisher called Black Isle Studios. And they had taken the GURPS role-playing system, which um, I, which is like a, a, a simple version of like D&D &D in a way. It's a, it was a tabletop role-playing system. And so um, it was great because, like, in the first Fallout game, and what intrigued me was, like, you know, it's an alternate history. The bomb got dropped, nuclear fallout. You're in this vault called Vault 13. And um, it had a real-world issue because, like, your water purification system had taken a shit. And so you're just elected to go out into the wilderness with very few things, and you're, like, in this post-apocalyptic world. Now, back in the day, it wasn't like an action RPG. It was basically like a point-and-click strategy game, all first-person. And it was a really intriguing game. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before because back in the day, post-apocalyptic landscapes and settings and movies, it wasn't really big outside of movies like Mad Max and Waterworld. Now, nowadays, it's overdone with post-apocalyptic everything, zombie apocalypse and whatnot. This was like ahead of its time because, you know, post-apocalyptic stuff wasn't really done too often, especially in video games. And um, the, one of the things that always intrigued me about the end of the first Fallout game is like, you save the vault, okay? Yeah. You save everybody. But you are banished from the vault because being out in the wasteland changed you in a way and your the vault overseer thought that your experiences out in the wasteland would not only taint the people of the vault but also get them to want to possibly leave the vault and so you're banished and you're set off to wander out into the wasteland games back then you didn't expect a sequel right away but like it was such a big hit that like literally back in 98 the next year fallout 2 comes out and it's so amazing because in fallout 2 you are a descendant of the first vault dweller you are elected by your 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 clan chieftain of your village uh, you're basically called the chosen one in this one and you and you basically go out and you're trying to save you're trying to save your um your your village you're trying to save the people of of the vaults you find the original vault 13 and everything where your where your where your um ancestor came from and the 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 great thing about the, the second game is that's when they introduce things like the enclave and they talk about the the FEV virus that creates super mutants and the great thing about this game is like unlike most games um where there's like they don't get too heavy into the politics and everything you actually kill the president in the second fallout game and his name is Dick Richardson aka Dick Dick is what I you know what me and my friend would call him like ah oh, it's Dick Dick again and um so it was a, it was a great ending and so 98, 98 stuff, I didn't play Fallout Tactics. Uh, Black Isle Studios ends up like going under. Uh, I think it was like 2004. So you, I'm thinking, okay, great. Never going to play. So I had two great games on the PC. Fucking awesome. So imagine my surprise in 2006. I started hearing rumblings because that, that, that there's going to be a, a Fallout 3. Bethesda had bought out the licensing. And you know Bethesda had already bought out um, stuff for like like um, Oblivion and stuff. They they got in the Elder Scroll series, and I saw what they had done with that, and I'm like, I got pretty hopeful. So you know, it was rumors, 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 and then back in 2008, they released Fallout 3. 
it, this this changed. They came up with the vast system. It became an action game. Um, in it was like fully immersive, and I was I was like enthralled. And this is and the reason why Fallout Three was a great game on itself, and is it makes it means even more to us as Alaskans because you know here in Alaska we don't have a lot of games that take place near. The first DLC, the very first DLC for any Fallout game was Operation Anchorage. Yeah, I thought that was pretty and cool so when you, I heard about that. So yeah, you basically are trying to thwart the Chinese trying to take over everything in Anchorage, and it was like awesome. Finally, a shout out to my home state. Fallout 3 was great. The fully voice acted. It was it was awesome. It played much like the Elder Scrolls you know entries that Bethesda had gotten, and um, it was great. But then we move on to my favorite installment of the entire Fallout series. We're talking about Fallout New Vegas. I love the aesthetics of Fallout New Vegas. The storyline is great. You're the courier. You get shot in the fucking head. You're left for dead. You wake up after facial reconstruction, and you are just on a quest for vengeance. And the one thing I love the most about Fallout New Vegas was it was so open-ended compared to the other ones. You could basically play and favor four different factions, but also go in on your own. So it had so much replayability in it. Um, the crafting system was improved, and it had the most DLC of any of the Fallout games to date. Every single one of them was great. The lore is great. It was after uh, Fallout New Vegas... I, I was so into the Fallout series that, and Chad was here for this, for our brother-in-law Mike's Christmas present one year, I painstakingly created chests from the Fallout series for Michael. I made a, I made a, a, Nuka, a Nuka-Cola quantum lamp. I made Radaway. I created game items from it. I created a stim pack using like a meat baster, and I, I put wires and everything to I literally make it look like a stim pack from the video game. I bought a bunch of bottle caps, and I got a Pip Boy, and I basically gave that to Mike for his Christmas gift. Then Fallout 4 came out, and that one was pretty good. I prefer the special edition over the original one. Fallout 4 was a great entry. It wasn't as good as New Vegas. They've focused way too much on you trying to build these colonies and it didn't really pan out the colony system was kind of buku and bullshit the game was a lot easier because you're running around in a power suit in all the other entries getting power armor was super hard but in fallout 4 you're basically rocking power armor all the time and it made the game feel a lot less realistic I think the worst game in the franchise was uh, fallout 76 i yeah. i completely Definitely. Didn't play it. Chad, Chad, Chad had bought it, and he gave me his impression. And the one thing that I loved about the Fallout franchise is, is you are alone. Yes, you can find companions. Yes, sometimes you have a dog, but you are on your own trying to carve your way through a horrifying post-apocalyptic world with some funny moments. I'll admit, there's some Easter eggs and some funny quests and some funny characters. Mm-hmm. You know, super mutants wearing old lady hats. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's really, really funny. Or, uh, you know, the fact that there's like zombie prostitutes, which is also kind of all <laughs> kinds of gross and that, you know, people have fetishes in there. There's a lot of black humor in there. There's a lot of dark humor, black humor and satire. It's all really, really funny. But then Fallout 76 comes out and it's an MMO. And I basically looked at that and said, fuck that shit, because, I mean, the last thing I want to do is work with people and have teammates in the wasteland. It, it goes against the entire thought of the franchise because you it's you against everything don't trust anybody yeah it's pretty sad when 76 came out there's so much hype about it and then started playing it It was so buggy no npcs randoms could kill you and it just never felt the same yeah so yeah i just completely didn't play that and um i will admit it's bethesda as a company that has kept me a gamer for most of the last decade plus, if it weren't for Bethesda, I don't think that I would be as a serious gamer as I was in the past because their franchises that they've licensed and have been producing games for have basically covered up most of my time. Right now, I still have the same save file going in my Elder Scrolls game. I have 487 hours logged into my Elder Scrolls game. 
I got about 312 into my Fallout 4 campaign. I just recently re-downloaded all the DLC and uh, Fallout New Vegas from Xbox um, Live's game store, the Microsoft store. And I put it about 82 hours into that one. Basically, I've gone back to New Vegas. This will be my eighth trip through New Vegas. Each time I do it a lot differently, different character builds, different genders. I play it differently every single time, and I still find it enjoyable to this day. No, yeah, I, Fallout series is really good. Uh, I've, I've played a little bit of it. I've always been in, like I said, into the first-person shooters. So for my series is actually the Grand Theft Auto series. The, the game that I started out with was Grand Theft Auto 3, when that first came out, and uh, I just remember the immersive storyline, Rockstar, they do such a good job of creating this storyline that, that keeps you hooked. You're always wondering what's going to happen next. And uh, I know from playing the first and the second game, which was all a Skyview uh, style of gaming, going from that to Grand Theft Auto 3, where they made it as a first-person shooter... And you being able to play as that character just got me so intrigued. And I, I remember it was actually you and I, Chad, that we we ended up beating GTA 3 on your little TV in your living room. And like just how excited we were. And it was funny because we, we were just in what elementary school at the time. And then after that, I, I remember when uh, they introduced San Andreas. It was funny because, like, now you you were able to fly airplanes and all this other stuff that you weren't able to do in, like, GTA 3 or Vice City. And uh, I just remember thinking, these graphics are so amazing. They're so realistic. Now you look back at them and they're all boxy and whatever else. But it, it was still super fun. And like I said, the storyline was super great. I think I've played those games multiple times just because of the storyline. And, uh... The the amount of cheats in San Andreas, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I found an old uh, GTA 3 game case, and I opened it up, and I found my old cheats in there on a piece of paper all written down. I was like, oh, man, this brings back so much memories. So how often would you pick up prostitutes? All the time. You, you know, you back then? Every time? Uh, you know, I think I did. I remember being a young kid. You, you know, just curious about all this stuff and realizing that you could pick up prostitutes. You think that uh, fucked you up sexually for the rest of your life? Uh, no, I, I think I knew what it was at the time and just didn't really think too much of it, I guess. It was just one of the things you could do. I, you know, I'm surprised that that didn't become a porn genre of the picking up a prostitute and beating him up and taking your money back. But instead, society went to like straight incest porn. <laughs> well, Jay, you can do that in GTA 3 too, is pick up prostitutes. You know, they, yeah, they, you could. they, they came out with a, a video that wasn't part of the game, but it was basically this big sex scene in Grand Theft Auto. And San Andreas? I, I don't remember which game it was, but I remember that it came yeah, it was, somewhere. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was San Andreas, the hot yeah, coffee mod. San, yeah. San Andreas? But yeah, the yeah. Hot, I, I know that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I just remember that being a thing. Well, after San Andreas came out with uh, GTA 4, which had the best physics. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Way a lot better than GTA 5. You got a Tony Hawk 2 ragdoll physics? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every like, you're able to shoot off. the tire and watch the tire slowly deflate. The funny thing about GTA 4 that I always thought was weird were the um, dimensions of everything were all out of proportion. Like, you had these huge-ass buildings and, like, these weird bricky cars. And, like, One thing I didn't like was that the main character had a gut. No matter how much you ran, I kept thinking that, oh, man, I'll lose weight just like in San Andreas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nico's fat. He's got a little fucking belly. Hey, <laughs> Nico could fight, though. He was spinning kicks. That's well, one thing I liked about GTA 4, man, the fighting mechanisms. I really uh, hope they put more, like, physics in the okay, GTA okay, on the cast coming out. So, G so GTA 5, on the count of three, everybody named their first favorite character of the three. One, two, three, Trevor. I would Trevor. have, yes. yeah, I would have to say Trevor. All right. Yeah. You know, you know my favorite scene, and 
any GTA game of all time is the torture scene in GTA Five. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, where, where you actually get to go in and like torture and interrogate this guy. It was so well done and felt so. I, of all the games, Five felt the most cinematic. Like oh, yeah. it felt like you're watching like a real movie. I almost yeah. wish that like Netflix would have picked it up and just said like GTA Five the series. That yeah. would have been great. But of of the franchise, I still say Vice City is my favorite because I love the eighties. And it had my favorite car, the Stinger. They they brought that back, but it's called something different. I remember loving to uh always get the, the Banshee in GTA three. Yeah. Uh, you you would be a banshee. Yeah. I remember sitting yes. there watching Christopher playing Vice City for a long time. Nothing like killing pedestrians while listening to One Wing Dove. <laughs> baby, baby who? Or, I'm like, yeah. Or A White Wedding. Oh, yeah. Or um, uh, that uh, Pat Benatar song, Love is a Battlefield. <laughs> Love is a Battlefield. Yeah, it fucking is. Bam, 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 bam. Fuck yeah. Who is that? Uh, the, the talk show host guy, Laszlo. Um, Laszlo. Laszlo. I fucking love Laszlo. Yeah. Especially, especially the fifth one when he's like, "I got a small dick. Uh, I got a small dick." <laughs> so like, so he's like so McGruber. I love when Michael um, bullied him and got put a tattoo of a dick on his chest. <laughs> oh yeah, in five. Yeah. yeah. I want Laszlo to be a playable character in the next um, fucking game. If he, if he is, he's got to be there and he's got to be a playable character. Like the Ballad of Laszlo or Laszlo's Last Stand. Just one mission <laughs> as Laszlo. And you just have to like cover and cower the whole time. You, have, you can't pick up guns. You can't fight. You just have to like try to get out of every situation. Like you, like you have a button to piss your pants or a button to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't touch me. Uh... <laughs> Don't. That would be good. I, uh, I was, you know, I'm almost considering replaying GTA Five. It's, it's been a few years since I actually played the storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I remember back oh. in what was it, 2014 or 2013 when the GTA Online came out, and uh, just all the different things you could do. Like the the races, the team deathmatch. I remember this time uh, I made this one team deathmatch map where it was on the train tracks. And I used all of these uh, connexes and I made like a little maze in there on top of the train tracks. And so when you'd start the game, you would have like between four to eight players on each side. And you'd go there in the middle and start fighting each other. And during that time, every once in a while, you would have a train pass through and it would smash everybody in, in that area or who was on the tracks at the time. And I just remember that having so much like replayability. Like, they had a scoring system where like everyone would give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down or whatever. But like every time that I played, everybody would want to replay that match. And I just remember it being the coolest thing. I remember playing uh, online with you the very first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thought, the, I thought that was like, oh my god! I think I don't think video games could ever get better like this. You get to <laughs> play around with your best friend on a video game, and you're running around doing whatever. There's no like tethered. Yeah, You'd be on one side of the city, and I'll be out in Los Santos. But yeah, like right now, I'm thinking about trying out the the racing again because i i love those parkour maps like the impossible maps oh and try, yeah try and getting through those yeah people could make up really crazy ones it's like a roller coaster ride basically t- yeah i see a lot of tiktoks of people making still gta 5 online is still going i'm surprised you I know wonder how it's gonna be i wonder how it's gonna be when number six comes out when, so, whenever uh, it comes hey out guys What's up? Would you let a three-year-old play GTA Five? Uh, probably not. I like to work on his driving skills. <laughs> I let common. I let my son play GTA Five when he was three. Oh yeah. And four. How did that go? I, I, well, he would. He would always go to the strip club. Ah. <laughs> it, it was. It was kind of funny. The first time I thought he just like accidentally went in there, but then like every time he played, he'd make his way to the strip club. Teaching him young, I see. Yep. 
Well, plus he always, I always, he also had me like, I, I, I basically banned him from it after a while, not because of like the content, but because like every time he hopped on, he wanted me to enter a bunch of cheat codes because yeah. he wanted superpowers. He wanted to jump around and hit people with um, the, the explosive melee and everything. And yeah. I did. I, I just got burnt out on it. I was no. just like, you're not playing this anymore. Hey, by the way, he would never kill a prostitute. <laughs> My son's a gentleman. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Chan. What is your favorite video game franchise? Well, I have two of them. It's uh, Tekken. I'll start with that one. I love fighting games. Christopher got me into Tekken, actually. I remember playing and playing to the point where I'm at the final boss and I was getting so frustrated, so frustrated, crying. And I had to grab Christopher to defeat the last boss for me. Do you remember that, Chris? Yeah, I remember. I remember that yeah, like it was with, yesterday. I'm playing in mom and dad's room trying to, trying to beat the last boss, man. I'll say my favorite Tekken is number four, because it's mine too. It's just the graphics got a lot better, the moving movement style, and they're getting more into the storyline mm-hmm. and making more sense of just being a fighting game. I really didn't move. I didn't. I tried Tekken five. I didn't like it that much. I think they just like they were trying too hard. I haven't. I. I remember playing Dark Resurrection when I finally got to see Jin. He's kind of the main character getting to use his demon ability, I would say. And then I did not play Tekken 6. There's Tekken Tournament 2. I did not really play that. Then Tekken 7 came out. That was okay. I didn't like it that much. Seems like they're just not. Feels like they're falling off of the storyline from Tekken Four. Tekken oh. is always going to be my favorite fighting series, no oh. doubt. I think I feel like it's can match up to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was going to say I was I was all I was more of like a Mortal Kombat player. Yeah, like on the sixty-four. My, my all-time favorite game series is Jack and Daxter. Jack and oh Daxter. Oh my god. You remember Jack and Daxter. I remember Jack and Daxter. You would always watch me play it. Christopher got me into Jack and Daxter. I heard that uh, David still Jack's Daxter. (laughs) I'm still Jack and Daxter. So the very first time I ever played Jack and Daxter, Daxter, came out in 2001 on December 3rd. It's called Jack and Daxter, the Priest's uh, Circle Legacy. And you are entering the first scene you hear of the green eco sage talking about dark eco and then how this guy goal was an evil dark eco guy that is trying to take over the world and then he moves on to a scene where jack and dexter are in a boat going to the forbidden island so they're going over there, they get over there, they see these like monkey big ape looking creatures, and they they see gold talking about getting ready to finish his quest to take over everything. So they start walking around and Daxter picks up this I don't know what it's called, and it lights up because that's like a little hint that Jack is pure light and on a he's a good guy. And then to another scene, the big ape creature sees him and Jack throws the thing at the creature and Daxter gets knocked into the dark eco. And Jack is like, oh, gosh, looking over the edge and Daxter gets blasted out of there. And then he becomes some kind of weird small animal like a ferret. Mixed with a uh, kangaroo, I would say. I don't know the actual name. I want to find it, but anyways, they go back, talk to the green sage and told him that they went to the Forbidden Island. And then after that, you get to roam around in a third person view in an open world. So you you would have to go around 
and figure out puzzles, grab uh, these egg-looking things, I would say. And you could pick up green green ego to boost up your uh, your health. Yellow ego allows you to shoot these really cool balls, and uh, blue ego to gain like lightning ability and run really fast. And after you collect all the pre-circers, you're gonna end up putting everything together. I'm trying to remember the ending, but you're in this machine to go to the past or the future. I'm trying to remember that. But this uh, main guy, Goal, we thought that he died, but he didn't. He uh, ends up ruining our plan, and then Jack and Daxter end up going in, in this portal with the Green Sage and um, this uh, Green Sage's uh, daughter. And now we jump into Jack 2. This is the first time where you get to hear the protagonist talk. I, I don't like video games where you just play a character and he doesn't talk at all. But what about Legend of Zelda? I don't like that either. I wish he had a voice. He could hear him yell and scream and get hurt. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. But you wake up in this... It sounds like you're doing weird things. But you wake up... And Jack is a subject to an experiment with the Dark Ego. And he's getting feed it into him and Daxter finally finds Jack, releases him. Next thing you know, Jack turns into this gray looking beast. He looks so badass with like dark ego flowing out. And um it's kind of like a GTA three feeling, I would say. Or GTA feeling playing Jack uh playing Jack two. You get to roam around on these vehicles, bump into people is an open world. And uh, at the end of Jack 2, you finally kill the main boss and get kicked out of Haven City. And you're getting dropped out in the uh, wastelands, like the desert. And that's the end of Jack 2. And then Jack 3 comes up a year after. And it picks up where Jack gets thrown out into the desert. He's roaming around, roaming around. And the cool thing about Jack 3, you actually get to drive a vehicle out in the wasteland. And there's these huge-ass monsters. You have to go back and forth the main city. And uh, you end up finding Light Ego. And enters your body just like the Dark Ego. And when you become Light Ego... It looks so badass. You're glowing blue. You have these wings that look like tentacles. And um, you end up realizing that the person that saved you is your dad. I thought that was really cool in the series because Jack never knew his dad. So, so Chad, uh, what's the most important characteristic feature of Jack's face in Jack 3? Oh, it's like a humanoid elf. No, no, like... What what do, what does Jack finally get in Jack three? Because now he's an adult, you know. In Jack two, he had a goatee. Oh, he had a, he had a goatee in Jack two. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Well, yeah, he had a sweet flavor saver. Yeah. Oh, one thing that's really cool about Jack two in the beginning, you meet yourself as a kid, and the, the uh, old man that's um, watching over Jack is the main evil guy can't remember his name i want to say gold but it's something else but yeah he has the same features of uh the guy that popped out of the wormhole in the jack one but yeah you're protecting this kid which is you <laughs> which is really really cool like twist in jack too so ha- have you ever played a uh, daxter uh, i, I did I, I did. Daxter is um, a spinoff of when Jack gets captured. captured in two and gets feed Dark Ego, and you're playing Daxter trying to find the building. So, Chad, one thing that I want to point out here is uh, who who in your life uh, bought you every single Jack game as they came out? You bought it for me, and then I bought you. I bought you all three. Uh, of the Jack and Daxters, because I worked at the video store, and um, I, I had gotten Chad the first Jack and Daxter because I, you know, it was uh, like supposed to be this family-friendly game, but Chad loved it so much 
that the next year, I mean, the two years later when it came out, I was working at another video store and uh, I had it pre-ordered so that he could play it. Um, I think it, I think I might've given it to you. Just, I, I never gave it to you for Christmas gifts. I just like, I would just buy you. I would always buy my siblings things with the money I would make at work. And with Chad, it was uh, Jack and Dexter one, two, and three. And he was excited uh, for Jack and Dexter racing when that came out. Oh my out, God, Jack X. I know, I know. I I bought it, and I think Chad played it for a little while, but it just wasn't the same. There's no storyline. It was basically, basically a Mario Kart ripoff, and I think that was the last Jack and Daxter game ever made, right? No. There's um, PlayStation 2 Portable. They came out with Jack and Daxter, The Last Frontier. What? And it, it took place in Haven City. It's just a spinoff, and, and it just didn't look great at all never even touched it watched a little gameplay and it just looks so sad jack he looks like he's up in his 30s daxter looked the same <laughs> Here, here's my pitch for jack and daxter sequel four yeah so it could either be daxter or somebody else um they fuck up the timeline a la dragon ball z trunks rules <laughs> and so you have to undo all the damage done by that, you know, you know, that time fuck up. Yeah. And then it's basically you jumping through the first three games, trying to recorrect and stop everything that's going on just to, to preserve your original timeline. So Not bad. That, that's kind of like a the, the multiverse of madness kind of thing. Something like yeah. that. But I want Bill and Ted rules. But yeah, Jack and Daxter is always going to be in my heart. I just wish that... It was, they were so close of making Jack Jack 4. But they ended up scratching that idea, give it to a, like a small group of people on, in a Naughty Dog, but they kept on focusing on Uncharted. Pissed me off. They were so close of making it. But no, they're like, nah, Uncharted is doing a lot better than Jack 3. Made me sad. And this... I, Every now and then I look it up, look it up, but no, they're not even getting, they scrapped the whole thing. Dang. It's like looking up an ex-girlfriend. You're just like, I wonder how she's doing these days. And Chad's like, <laughs> I wonder how Jack and Dax is doing these days. Huh. Damn. <laughs> no, Jack, it's a, like I said, it's a great video game. Whoever's listened to this, give it a try. Well, if you think about it, the first Jack and Daxter game was basically just a, like a Crash Bandicoot kind of like ripoff, but it was more open world. It was like basically like Spyro. Yeah. But then like they kept evolving it with each installment until they perfected everything with the third one. And then they just like scrapped it after that. No, I, I always appreciated how Jack and Daxter evolved a series instead of just like sticking with the same tropes that like most games come out with. Cause like, when you play Madden, it's always going to be Madden with like a couple of different changes to it. You play Call of Duty, it's just like, oh, cool. Well, you know, they got different guns and whatnot. But Jack and Daxter changed the gameplay and the style and the setting with each installment. And it was probably one of the best things Naughty Dog ever did. They got to get back to doing things like that. A lot of video games need to get back to doing like, like start from one thing and then how can you develop the character? Like, I'm, I seen from a little kid to a grown man. Like, it was, it was a great. And he finally got to meet his dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, his dad was like, I'm your dad. It was, I kind of, like, got a hint just the way that he looked and saw Jack's look. But too, <laughs> too, bad, too bad he didn't get to meet his mother. I was kind of hoping that Daxter was his dad. <laughs> his mom's like into squirrel porn oh yeah that's one thing i loved about it too daxter was always like a, a dirty-minded kid it's her from kid friendly ah. to be mature to be an adult like yeah because like, like, like in, in like yeah in the in the second one he's like wow jack that girl's like really horny for you i mean like super horny you should ask her for her panties wouldn't that be weird wouldn't it be weird if she just like Give you her panties? I mean, I could watch if you want. I mean, I'm really good at sneaking into vents. If you ever get captured, like, I don't mind sneaking through vents to, like, saving you. 
Wouldn't that be weird, though, if you ever got captured and I had to go through vents? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack, too, um, he kept on flirting with this blonde girl that worked at the bar, and they brought her back in Jack X, which is actually his girlfriend. Well, Jack, there's, there, is a, there, is a, there is a mobile app called Jack Triple X, and it's just basically you climbing through vents as Daxter, just, you know, spying on people like a voyeur. Nah. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, Jack and Daxter's the greatest gaming series, I'd say, in the world. All right. All righty. Well, thank you, everyone, who tuned in. Thank you, Christopher, for being on this podcast. Thank you, David, for being here, too. And Kyle, RIP. RIP, Kyle. Yeah. And uh, guys, you are my alibi. Um, I was here all day. Got it. Wink. Wink. Well, I'm going to... All day.